You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You are listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It is 2 p.m. in Israel. It's Tuesday, August 9th. This is Arieh O'Sullivan with the top news at this hour. Security forces operating in the West Bank city of Nablus this morning killed two Arab gunmen in an armed clash. The IDF said the forces surrounded the house of Ibrahim al-Nablusi, a senior commander of the Fatah al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigade terrorist group. Nablusi refused to surrender and barricaded himself inside an open, uh, inside of a house and opened fire. Troops returned fire, reportedly using a shoulder-fired missile, killing him and another wanted terrorist. Arab health officials say Reuters, told Reuters that some 40 people were also injured in the clashes, some seriously. There were no reports of any Israeli casualties. Al-Nabusi was a member of the Nablus Brigade and also me- included members of the Islamic Jihad terrorist group. He was suspected of carrying out several shooting attacks against Israeli civilians and soldiers. Defense Minister Benny Gantz praised the IDF operation and said that the terrorist Al-Nabusi had been planning more attacks. Gantz vowed Israel would continue to target and pinpoint operations against any terrorist on all fronts. Anyone who threatens Israeli citizens won't exist, he said. Participating in the raid were IDF troops as well as the Border Police's Yamam anti-terror squad and Shin Bet agents. Sweeps in the house uncovered dozens of bombs and weapons. President Isaac Herzog spoke with Russian President Vladimir Putin today to discuss the situation of the Jewish agency in Russia, which Moscow has moved to dissolve. According to Herzog's office, the two discussed bilateral relations and the challenges of the Jewish people in the diaspora. Herzog elaborated on the issues of the activities of the Jewish agency in Russia, his office said. The phone call was described as frank and honest. Some Israelis have seen this as a retribution for Israel's criticism of Russia's military campaign in Ukraine. It was agreed that the two leaders emphasized the important areas of cooperation between Israel and Russia and agreed to remain in contact. President Putin underscored his personal commitment to Holocaust commemoration and the fight against anti-Semitism, Herzog's office said. The phone call was initiated by President Herzog at the request of Prime Minister Yair Lapid and in coordination with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Russia this morning launched an Iranian satellite into orbit from southern Kazakhstan just three weeks after President Putin and Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei pledged to work together against the West. Dubbed Khayam, the satellite was launched by a Russian Soyuz rocket from the Bikanur Cosmodrome in Kazakhstan, and the Russian space agency said it entered orbit successfully. Iran's space agency said it has already have received the first telemetry data from the satellite. Tehran has rejected claims that the satellite could be used by Moscow to boost intelligence capabilities in Ukraine, saying Iran will have full control and operation over it. Iran says the satellite is designed for scientific research, including radiation and environmental monitoring for agricultural purposes. The Washington Post reports last week that U.S. officials are concerned the satellite will provide Iran with unprecedented capabilities to monitor Israel. 
Hezbollah's leader, Sheikh Hassan Nasrallah, has warned Israel against targeting senior Palestinian terrorists in Lebanon. Any attack on any human being will not go unpunished or unanswered, Nasrallah said in a televised address marketing Ashura, a day when Muslims commemorate the killing of the Prophet Muhammad's grandson Hussein over 1,300 years ago. The Hezbollah leader also noted that there were, they were waiting for Israel's response on Lebanese demands regarding the maritime border between Israel and Lebanon, adding that the terror group was prepared for all scenarios. And Lord, residents of a building have been evacuated out of fear it would collapse. The building on Tzemach Tzedak Street was found to have a crack in one of its corner supporting posts. And firefighters, along with police and city engineers, are currently examining it. Welfare officials are also coming to the aid of the residents. President of the Supreme Court, Justice Esther Hayut, has rejected a petition by nuclear spy Mordechai Vanunu for an additional hearing on the decision by the court not to cancel the restrictions banning him from movements around the country and traveling abroad. Vanunu, who spent over 20 years in prison for revealing Israel's nuclear secrets, claimed that the restrictions were violating his basic rights and he had no intention of fighting against Israel or revealing any more secrets. Hayut said the decision on a further discussion on the matter were reserved for exceptional circumstances. Honduras is expected to return its embassy to Tel Aviv just a year after it moved its capital to the capital of Jerusalem. Honduras's foreign minister, Enrique Rania, said that the matter is up to the country's president and that Honduras is interested in maintaining the balance between Israel and the Arab world. He said that the embassy could be moving back to Tel Aviv in order to respect the position of the United Nations, which says it was abiding by international law. This week, the ambassador of Honduras met with the Palestinian Authority Foreign Minister, Riyad al-Maliki. Taking a look at the weather, and the Khan weather team says that there will be no change tomorrow. On Thursday, it will be slightly hotter, mainly in the north. Temperatures forecast for the main regions, Jerusalem and Tel Aviv 30, Haifa 228, Tzfat 27, Beersheba 34, and then Elat going up to 40 degrees centigrade. That's the news from Khan Reka, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program.